Hey, how are you, Jennifer? I'm doing How's it going? I am doing fabulous, darling. Thank you. Where are we on the planet today? It looks like you're somewhere exotic. Cayman Islands. <laughs> you're down there visiting I'm cash? Down there. What? What are you doing down there? Yes, I'm just all the, you know, all the money that's pouring in. We're just... <laughs> and I'm sitting in the village green of the town that I grew up in. And I used to, um, Beautiful. to hang out by this tree when I was a teenager and I would just sit against the tree and play guitar. Not that I'm going to play it now, but virtual guitar. There must be some way out of here. Anyway, I was singing it. I was singing that song and like a very popular guy from high school came by and said, you know, all along the watchtower, teach it to me. So I did. And the next thing I know, he was like, here, dude, have some drugs <laughs> because I'm a hippie and I want to give you something. And I was like, oh, I don't think I want those. And then he said, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And then I took something. Well, that's Poodle, what I, I think it was. By the tree. I felt like I saw you by the tree before. Isn't that funny? And then I went over to my friend Paul Tracy's house on this drug and fell asleep for eight hours. And his parents, you know, bless their hearts, they didn't send me home or have an ambulance come. They just let me sleep on their yeah. couch. And I woke up like eight hours later. So much for hippie drugs. No, thanks. Right. Anyway, uh, we've got some birthdays to celebrate on the flip side. Oh yeah, Luana's. And Luana's I know coming up on Tuesday. Yes. And, and I, know I figured it's Mother's Day, and you're a mother. And I know this because of my daughter, whose birthday is on the same day. Oh, oh, they're adorable. So, Lou, welcome to another episode of the Martini Hour, <laughs> Hacking the Afterlife with Jennifer Schaefer. Yes. Um, and I, of course, all, I did invite one person uh, that I thought of so we could play a game. Okay. Um, but Luana, I'm leaving this door open for you. This is your time. It's your birthday coming up. Anybody you want to bring forward? Hold on a second. How old are you? Don't ask her that. Trust me. No, no, no. In if you want the internet to go down, ask her how old she is. In the spirit world. In the spirit world. Oh, oh yeah. Well, then she's afraid we're going to do math. You know. No, I thought she was 13 years old. Uh, 97. No, that is not 13 years That's old. That's not 13. But here's what I thought, Lou. While you're lining up our guests for today, go ahead, Jennifer. She said it could have been on, I don't know if she was born at midnight on the 12th or like right before the 13th. Anyway, she just was mentioning something like that. Okay, Something that's, about that's where I got the hour of birth. Well, it does. have been here many times. This is, you know, one of her many trips here and one of mine and yours. So, but here's what I was thinking, Lou, in honor of your birthday, I thought I'd set up a scenario where anybody could talk to you on your birthday. And the way we would do it is 
we sort doctor, of set the table. Doctor, this morning about it. Okay, and so the idea would be, um, we set up a series of questions, like three questions or five questions. So we would teach people how to picture their loved ones on the flip side. And to do a proof of concept, we'd have Luana be the person to assist. You understand? So anybody in the world who wants to win a copy of Backstage Pass to the Flip Side, right? a PDF, too hard to get to the post office, a PDF of that or Architecture of the Afterlife, we're going to, on May 12th, her birthday, I'm going to post on richmartini.com a series of like a how to do this and then some questions. And the questions you're going to ask Luana, Luana knows the answer to. I'm not going to tell you what the questions are now, or I'm going to tell you the answers. But Luana knows the answers to these questions. Okay? And so we're just going to show people like we did in Backstage Pass. I love this. To, you know, how to communicate with their loved ones. And Luana's our proof of concept person. So anybody tuning in, May 12th, go to richmartini.com. Answer the questions. Shoot me an email with the answers to the questions. Luana can answer them, but it's up to individual people to take the time to meditate, to right. open up the channels, to ask her to answer these questions. Either with an image, you probably won't hear a sound, but you might hear an, you might see an image, hear an image. That's you might enough. hear an image. But. And it comes in different ways. You might get a feeling, you might get a first letter, you might get, you know, you, if you've watched us long enough or, yeah. right. or even once. And there's no, like, don't judge it as Richard Martini has shown me. Do not judge what you get because if you judge it, then you'll miss out on it. Right. And so, for example, uh, we've done this so many times and we've talked to people on the flip side and, and I ask questions that I couldn't know the answer to, but they do. Like who was there to greet you when you crossed over? And sometimes they show us a person, a mother, a father, a grandparent, or a okay. pet. Right. So can I interrupt? I'm sorry. Please go ahead. Mom kept coming through, and I'm like, oh hi, Auntie. Oh my They're mom. Hi mom. Oh speaking of mothers. And then I know Mother's Day, and so I said hi. I'm like, what would what is it? You know, the one of brought her forward and I'm like what is it that you want to say and then she showed me a and this is a good way to understand how it works then she showed me a picture of Sherry which is your wife yeah and she's just hold on she's saying thank you and she's laughing for raising Richard <laughs> <laughs> yeah that must have been rough and then um how patient and kind she is to your son. And like, of course she's patient. Like there's not a lot of mothers that have patience. I don't right now, but a lot saying, of mothers don't have patience. She's Mom saying, had patience. She's saying how patient and kind she is, how patient and kind she is to the kids and how she goes way beyond the, like, it's so fascinating because she's been ahead of the game going way beyond what everybody else thinks that they should do. That's yeah. a lovely compliment. Yeah, for Sherry. She's talking about Sherry, right? Or is she talking about herself? <laughs> but, I don't know. But, but, Both. 
She really wants Sherry to know. It's almost like she's been right. She's right. She's right. Oh, God forbid. I if I have to tell her that, well, I guess that would be a good that Mother's Day. Well, um, I didn't darling, say, you're right. I, I'm, well, about the way she handles her, how the way she handles your children or the way that she's inspired them to do what they want to do with their passion about which you've helped, you know, which you've done no. too. And the truth is she's right about everything else too. So <laughs> I'm just the one who parses the answer so I can say, well, I'm not so sure about that, but I appreciate that. Gives you a kiss on your forehead and she says she loves you. Auntie. We love you, Anthe. Um, for those who would like to hear from Anthe, there's a way to hear. Go ahead. She call you Richard, right? She calls um, you Richard. Yeah, I, I insisted she called me Richard because I spent most of my life as an adjective, Dickie. Right, no, I understand that. And I asked her about but, that and she said no. She said Richard, and then when she was mad, she called you your full name. Well, but I think yeah. but. Let's just say, at some point, I said, my name is Richard. Let's just call me that, whatever. And That's she would what call me. Um, I, you know, I, it's funny when you ask that. I think, what did she call me? I have no idea. She said Richard. She's Richard. calling me Richard. But so for those who want to hear my mom, literally, mm -hmm. you go to anthymartini.com. A-N-T-H-Y. Her name is Dorothy Ann shortened it, anthemartini.com, where you can hear a concert pianist in her living room playing Mozart, Beethoven, just fun stuff that I decided one day, you know, there's going to come a time in my life when I wish I could hear my mother playing the piano in the living room. So I filmed it all and I put it online years That's ago. It's beautiful. Aren't I a good, dutiful son? Yes. Well, so this is our Mother's Day. This is our Mother's Day. We'll just call it that. Luana's birthday is close enough. Um, let's ask your dad. Your dad's a wonderful person for us to chat with. So funny because you showed up. I just don't want to interrupt you again. Oh, no, please do. Definitely. Loved he showed up. Okay. And what does he want to say to your mom? <laughs> He's so funny. My brothers and sisters would know this. He just went like this and he's laughing. He's like laughing. Um, and just so you guys know, my mom got remarried after three years. You know, she's been married twice her whole life. And she married someone that my dad actually knew who also lost his wife five years prior. Anyway, that means he's a good man. He's a great man. Um, but it was just funny. He just went like this and he starts laughing. I could just see it. It's just the whole posture. It's so funny. Um, She, he is happy. She's with someone who loves her. And on this Mother's Day? And I'm like, not as much as I do. Or not as much as, well, not as much as you did. When you started loving. He's like, Jennifer. Like, Jennifer. There's not, you know. <laughs> we both are equal in how much we love your mother. I just loved her longer. That's, That's sweet. All right, Jim, we're going to ask for your help here. I'm going to ask for your question. Okay. There's going to be a lot of people listening in, tuning into this, who are going to, us talking about their, our mothers, it's going to make them think about their mothers who are no longer on the planet. What's an effective method for them to reach 
out to their mothers from your perspective? I, we've talked about it before, but I just want to hear it from you. Thank you. That's interesting. Sometimes it helps to kneel, like during prayer. There's something about prayer that just hear me out. <laughs> I'm against kneeling, but yeah, prayer's fine. Or sitting. He showed me sitting, kneeling, whatever makes you feel like you're connected. Because some people connect that way with prayer. They just okay. Very good. I I didn't mean to interrupt him. Go ahead. Just like if you're sitting in a certain position. Be, you know, meditating, it helps you. You just, mm -hmm. so that's what he's saying. So whatever it is for you, um, that's just an extra push he says that will help. So if you're used to, you know, it's something like, um, well, he showed me doing dishes. That's how I connect. Well, that's a meditative thing. It can be because you're on pause. He was making fun of me, but that's okay. Cause I wasn't thinking that. Um, And then they put a picture in their mind, mm -hmm. a picture of the person they want to talk to, or they hold on to something, but if they don't have anything to hold on to, because it could be like an object. Yeah. Um, and so when I say that it's not like, you don't have to have a picture in front of you, you can get a picture in your mind. Mm -hmm. so you could do this wherever you are to ask for it. Um, or what you said, sorry. He's like, it's a collective over here. Collective. <laughs> That's funny. And sometimes you'll get a fragrance. He just made me feel my mom's perfume, which was cinnabar, this spicy perfume that was a long time ago that my dad would buy her. Um, and he goes, and then just notice things like you do, like with meditation, just notice what comes up. Don't judge it. Write it down if it doesn't take you out of it. Like just, you know, write it down, just things that come in. And then express, how can I honor you? Say again, express. What it is that I can do that would honor someone over on the other side. Ah. Like so how, like, almost like there, a meditative toast. I'm toasting right. you and what would be a good way to... There, and, they, the, if you think about how can I how can I honor you? It would be doing something fun. You don't go into that bad space where you're that like sad space. Yeah. Right. You you go into that fun. Like what what is it that my dad would like to do? He would like to go for a run, so I would go for a run or whatever yeah. it is. Well, um, on Mother's Day, right? A lot of people would take their mother out to dinner, right? So yeah. you think about the great restaurant that she loves so much, and you go there. And while you're there. Maybe take out her picture, put it, set it down. Like, here's a picture. My family. Set it down there and talk to her. You don't have to let the waiter know, but you can say, Mom, this is for you. Here, have some more champagne. Do you want some pasta with it? Whatever it is, and, and make that connection. Yeah. Kind of like that. Hold on. For what? That's very smart. He said, then you then be grateful 
And I'm like, grateful for what? Like, I wanted to get more information. And he said, grateful for the experience. And he just showed me how much more open you're, you will be from that. Mm. Um, by, by saying, you know, I'm so grateful to have had you in my life, to have had this experience. And then it's so much easier to, to get in again or to, to go to feel connected again. To feel that connection. That's mm -hmm. lovely. Jim, thank you so much. I'm going to shift you for a second. I'm going to ask Luana come forward. Lou, what's your advice on Mother's Day for people to connect to other people on the flip side or to help mothers to connect with their children back here? Okay. Um, so you want to say that one more time, I'm sorry. I'm asking Luana for some similar advice, but also how do we help or how do you help people over their mothers over there to connect with their children back here? What would be a method for you to help them access us? Oh, that's so fascinating, Rich. That's a great question. Um, they're saying it was so, okay. I just wish there was a camera in my head. <laughs> sometimes, just only sometimes. <laughs> so she showed me like the way that, that she teaches for mothers to do that or the way that she expresses, she says to go in there and give them little trinkets all day long, little memories or little like, like butterflies or whatever it is that they, you know, or that reminds you of, of right. their mom, or like a missing jewelry being found or whatever, putting your awareness or a perfume smell. Right. right. Um, and if you keep doing that, then the more they'll get open, even if they're so shut off and she's like hitting all the people that were atheists, um, <laughs> they're all laughing right now. That was really funny. She's like, um, that eventually they'll, they'll say something. Okay. I just want to clarify what Luana just did for people in the audience, because we've been talking to her for five years, right. some, something like that. And I've been talking to her longer. She's referring to the, some of the people in our class who were atheists in life, disbelievers yeah. in a, the flip side or anything in the afterlife or anything that even smacked or smelled of religion, which is fine because that's not what we find in the research. We don't find that religion is correct. We find actually the opposite. But what she's saying is that once these people who didn't believe in the afterlife showed up and were realized, oh my God, life goes on and I can communicate right. with people, right. then it became this whole thing of like, now, how do I talk to my relatives? How do I talk to my loved ones? How do I communicate? And Luana, mm -hmm. according to Tom Petty, who's the one who gave her this title, is the person with the clipboard who has a list of people who are, you know, who come into our class, pass along there's a clipboard, pass along the information, et cetera, et cetera. So I that that image of her swatting yeah. <laughs> the atheists in the room is what hysterical. Is it's, I mean, for me, it's just the funniest it, thing I've ever heard. It's fun, right? It was funny. She's just like, it's hilarious. It's, like, it's funny. funny even the atheists, even the people are agnostic or people that just don't know or I don't think that believe, but yet just, you know, for whatever reason, she's like, if you put enough in their heads, then eventually they'll open up. Eventually. Well, we got some wise sage advice from Harry Dean Stanton, as I've probably mentioned it before. Harry Dean Stan, who was a good friend of Luana's. 
He's the one that she punched. He's okay, the well, there you go. It would make sense. So Harry Dean came through to us very clearly. He's mentioned in the book two of Backstage Pass, where it was just prior to his memorial service, and I asked him, well, what do you want me to say? And he said, tell people to believe in the afterlife. And I said, Harry, all your friends are atheists. No one's going to believe I talked to you. He said, they gave me three private messages, health issues, to tell people at his memorial service. All three of them were completely flabbergasted because they were private things that only they knew of, but Harry was aware of because he was on the flip side. That aside, I then told him what Harry told me to tell them after I said, no one's going to believe me. He said, then tell people to believe in the possibility of an afterlife, and then they won't waste any more of their time arguing about it like I did, which is what he did a lot of. Didn't he, was he the one that, um, it was, the, who greeted him? Yeah, the Luana, well, he described this elaborate thing of how in his hospital room, because we asked him, well, who was there? And he named, he said there were five people in the hospital room, and Luana started showing up and at first, he thought it was the drugs. You know, he's hallucinating. But he saw Luana in the room. And then he said, the first person he greet him, greeted him, and there's five women in the room, according to him, right. was a baby, was a child, a child that he was supposed to have with somebody back in the 1960s, and the child had died. But that child greeted him, and he instantly knew who the child was. Now, cut to... A week later, I'm at his memorial service with all of his atheist friends. And I asked somebody, well, how did he die? What was the final day? And this woman who was there said, there were five of us there. There were five women surrounding him, his right. close friends. And I said, did he say anything weird? Actually, my friend Sis Rundle asked this question. And I heard it from her. But she asked, did he say anything? And the woman said, well, it is weird because he said, hand me the baby. Wow. And only they were there and there was no visual baby in the room. But Harry had told us who that baby was. So happy Mother's Day, Harry. And Luana, we have a question. And I believe it was, I think it was Harry's birthday recently. I don't know. That's just over there or over here. I don't know. Harry, oh, we'll leave that alone. It could uh -huh. be here or there. It's all good. I just told Listen. him. I, I just told him I don't believe it. <laughs> and people don't believe me either. I still talk to his friends who look at me like, "Are you what?" And you know, it's just the ones that he had specific messages for. They don't necessarily believe it, but they now have the possibility of it, which right. is liberating. And Billy Paxson said we did the same thing for him. Wow, that's sweet, Billy. We appreciate that. How you doing, Billy? We haven't talked to you in a couple of... He's like, I had to cram my way in here. <laughs> Elbow. Well, you know, Lou. You know, you and Lou are old pals, so can't be that hard. What is he showing me? Oh. Tell us. What are you showing her? <laughs> he says he has Hira, and he was showing me Robert Town. Good. And Hira. That's sweet. Well, he knows what I'm going to mention. So he's very clever, this Paxton fella. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because 
Robert called me the other day and he said, I wish I could give my mother some flowers. And oh. I said, well, here's how you do it. Just what your dad said, picture them either in front of you or, or picture them. And then the flowers that you want to give them, plant them, you know, get a gardenia bush. That was the flower she liked. Go out in your backyard, plant a gardenia bush. You can hold a photograph up to her, of her. We can plant it. I did that with my friend, Paul Tracy, we, and Luana as well. We took some of their ashes and planted trees, you know, in and, and honor of them and to sort of celebrate their journey on the planet. It could be your subconscious talking. It doesn't matter, but you're honoring their path and the journey. I just have to tell you something really funny because my dad showed me, he showed me, a cactus. I'm planting a cactus. <laughs> I started laughing and then he showed me squash because I refused to eat squash and my brother, oh. seven children, and my brother got out of it because apparently he was allergic to squash. And we're like, no, you're not. It was just the funniest thing. Of course, now I love allergic it. Allergic to squash. I like that. I, went, I, I didn't know that. See, I couldn't. Eat. I would have gotten out of spinach, but oh. I couldn't. I can remember those hours of staring at that plate of spinach, being told I couldn't leave the dinner table. Three hours later, who's gonna win, me or the spinach? And I actually once pretended, I put the spinach in my mouth and then pretended I was sick and then raced to the bathroom and threw it into the toilet loudly, splash, 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 and then made the sound bleh. And my brothers were like, we can hear you. We know you're faking it. <laughs> I used to put the food underneath my brother's table, underneath my brother's. <laughs> oh. And my dad found out, and he was so mad he did, that I didn't do it. He thought they did it, and they got a Oh, he thought they did it. Oh, wow, that was clever. They got a spanking. Like, they got smacked. And oh that was back then. It was fine. They just, but I swore to myself that day, I'm like, okay, I have to tell my dad 10 years from now about this. I did. <laughs> then... <laughs> You didn't, and now you just did. No, I did tell him 10 years later oh, about it. And he, he laughed. I'm like, I promised myself I wouldn't lie about it, and I would tell you 10 years later. Wow, but he, that's, you are going to be spanked in the afterlife by your brothers. I have an issue with you. Well, my brothers used to do that, too. They would try to get me to eat because they wanted me to They couldn't leave the table, go out and play until their plates were empty, so they'd push all the food over to my plate, and that's why I'm this size. But, and one day my mom opened up the drawer of, we had a counter top with a drawer, the pass through, and my, my dad put that in. We found all these potatoes in there. So all the big potatoes had gone into the drawer, you know, turned into little nuggets. Anyway, thank you. So Lou and Billy, yeah. The idea of Robert talking about planting flowers to your mother. I had a, I think I mentioned this, a scientist reached out to me on Quora.com, which I sometimes write on. And this guy said to me, you have shaken me to my core because as a scientist, he didn't believe in the flip side of the afterlife, but he did this technique of imagining his mother sitting across from him. Oh yeah. Uh, he took about 10 minutes and then, he was holding her hand and then he said, who was there to greet you on the other side? And he was shocked that he heard a name, but he didn't know the name. So he wrote it down and then he started asking people, or he looked at, he couldn't find it. Then he contacted a sister who said, 
oh, that's her maternal grandfather. How could you not know that? He didn't know it. Never heard he died before he was born, et cetera, et cetera. That's so beautiful about all of this. So on Mother's Day, talk to your mom here on the planet, if you can, just to hear her yell at you for not calling her some other day. Whatever. Talk to her. Whatever. So yeah. the question that I wanted to pop into Luana's sphere is from somebody we spoke to before. Okay. who's on the flip side. And I wonder if just my one question for this guy, if he could come forward for us, or if he could put in your mind some reference point, because he's probably aware of this weird idea that I had. Well, I got two things. Well, I got a couple people. So I got the person, and again, so I got the person in a wheelchair, um, Stephen Hawking. And I don't feel it was, well, then I got the person that, um, because I got guitars and I got the guy that, that studied the brain concussions. Oh, uh, Paul, Allen. Paul Allen. Okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You're, you know, I love the way that they work these ideas into your mind. The Stephen Hawking reference is, I think, related to a scientist who's alive on the planet that I'm designing this question for. Okay. The other person, but so I'm not, I didn't ask Steven to come forward and I don't want to tell him to go anywhere, but you can help us. I just felt his, you know, I felt him, he's so funny because he shows me a wheelchair all the time and then he goes back to being. And he hops up, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is a friend of Luana's through another friend. Okay. Uh, an actor, I'll give you that. Um, starred in a bunch of movies. Were they, we talked, were they Westerns or anything like that? Or one was a Western. He was dressed like a Western actor. Okay. Um, and, and then I got shown Robert Redford. So I don't know if that was Robert any. Redford? No, I don't think he was in any Robert Redford films. But Or well, he was. Or maybe the name Robert. I don't know. All right. I'm, for the sake, because we've already talked to the guy. For the sake of, I'm going to say his first name. Well, I got all the president's men. That's why I got Robert Redford. Oh, Robert. you did. Okay. All the president's men. I have to think about that joke. Uh, this, did he ever play president? He might have. But this fellow's first name is Gene. 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 Don't know who he is. Okay. Okay. Somebody who had dementia before he passed. Okay. Somebody that is friends with other people. Are you talking about that, Gene Autry? Gene who? Autry? No, no. <laughs> well, that's a cowboy guy named Gene. No, this is an actor. Okay, so um, what's his last name? Oh. Funny here. Um, oh, Gene Wilder. Okay, that was it. I waved my fingers around. That was pretty good. I know. All right. You know, listen. Well, they put it in my head. The chocolate factory. The second oh, these. There it is. That's what. Funny. That's what I, I want to focus on. The chocolate factory. All right. So. Go ahead. So describe that. What do you mean that was put into your head? Chocolate factory. Was it the movie or the factory? Um, umpalupas. All the umpalupas. Umpalupas. Okay. Here's why. I, then I would have thought it was. Um, the other person that played 
Willy Wonka. Um, uh, Johnny Depp. But Johnny look, in it's, it's an example to people. Uh, this is how you do it. Okay, uh, we gave you his name, Gene. I waved my fingers around, and you said Wilder. We've talked to Gene before. I knew Gene. I had dinner with Gene. I have. I'm friends with his best friend. So Gene and I had a relationship. And Luana also had a relationship because her closest friend was his best friend. Well, she he said she says that I had a relationship with his wife, but better with his wife. That's oh, okay. You mean you mean Gilda? Gilda. And Gilda came and talked to us. Okay. Yeah. He's here screaming. All right. So Gene, here's the weird thought I had. The guy who lives in your house, related to Hawking, Mike Jennifer doesn't know who this is, but there's a guy who lives in your house related to Hawking on some level, related to David Bowie on some level, but there's a guy who lives in your house and is thinking of selling your house. In fact, he's already put it up for sale. And he's decided, but he's also said that he doesn't want anyone to change it. He wants okay. to sell it as is, but no one's supposed to change it. Now, perhaps, Gene, you can put who that is in Jennifer's mind. It'll be tough because it's hard to pin down who, you know, his name, but not when we think about people we've talked to. Do you remember we had a conversation with Stephen Hawking and three other scientists? Mm -hmm. Stephen Hawking, Einstein, Carl Sagan, and one other guy. Okay. You named know what? I so I just got Al, but Albert I got Al Pacino. Albert Einstein, okay. Albert Einstein but Carl Sagan. Right. Another atheist. And this guy. The Freud? fourth scientist. You own one of his cars. Oh, Porsche? <laughs> no. Ah, well, look, milking that cow. Okay, the guy, Mr. Tesla, lives in Gene Wilder's house. He's selling it because he just had something. A baby. Thank you. And I thought maybe he should do a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory contest. Put a golden ticket somewhere. And the person who guesses or finds it wins Gene Wilder's house. Now, Gene, what do you think of that idea? I think it's amazing and fantastic. And it'll be a write-off <laughs> for him. All right, but let's break it down a little bit, Gene. It's also haunted, he says, by me. It's also what? Haunted by me. Okay, very good. By him. Well, Let's talk about that, Gene. How do you haunt your house? What do you I, do? I get mad when the pictures, with pictures. He does something with the pictures. Pictures of him or pictures that are just there? Do you make them crooked? Pictures that are just there. Yes. What do you do with them? Make them crooked. You make them crooked? Yeah. All right. Gene, I want you to be a little more specific. Okay, there's a hall. If I was to walk in the house, he's taking yeah. me far back before the staircase there's a huge picture okay. like a of what is it outside or inside in interior or person it's inside hold on 
why is Al Pacino like reference keep coming in or I keep getting shown Al Pacino? Sorry, we have to put that aside. It's okay. That could be a reference to the painter. Painter's name could be Italian. Uh, it could be related to the Godfather. It could be related to some part that Al was in. Wait, let's ask. Gene, it's is this painting feels a modern actor? It feels like it's something about a movie. Oh, okay, so it could be a, a poster. Is right. that correct? Okay. Yeah. And it might be a film that Al is associated with. It doesn't have to be of Al. But it could be like Godfather, Il Padrino, you know, something in Italian, right? Well, let's ask you, Gene, is it a poster or is it a movie poster? Who's the other person that just came through that we always laugh about the fact that I'm, I eat and we, he has to go away? Um, Anthony? Yeah, hold on. Anthony Bourdain. We can say both his names. Hi, Anthony. I know. Hi, hold on. He really didn't change anything in the house, did he? Okay, I don't know. I don't have a clue. I don't have a, I, but Gene, we're trying to help Elon. Right. When Elon runs into this video, which of course, this is what he's waiting to watch. He's got a baby in his arms and I'll be like, honey, Grimes, hold the baby while I, anyway. And so while he's watching this, proof of concept, Gene Wilder is telling us, he thinks it's a great idea that you give the house away. Maybe that's comedy. I don't know. It was my idea. You might have put it in my head. Right. But he says that he moves paintings in your house. So if Elon's watching this and goes, you know what? Somebody's yeah. always moving yeah. the freaking paintings. Always. Proof of concept. Okay. And my point is, we don't know. We can't know. We're never going to be in Elon's house or Gene's. Actually, I was in Gene's house once, I think. Didn't, didn't we have dinner together? The property's magnificent. It's going to be very challenging for somebody not to want to do something else. To fix it up. Well, he does want to keep it as it is. Do we have dinner together, Gene? With, um, he says twice. And twice. Like in New York. Yes, stuff. you're right. That's right. I'm sorry. I forgot. Once with uh, the actress that was in Fernwood tonight. I can't think of her name. Yeah, she was like a good friend. Yeah. And of course, with Gilda. What am I saying? Of course, because you appeared in that movie that I worked on that Charles Grodin wrote, um, Movers and Shakers, and Gilda was in it. I mean, Gilda was in the movie. So um, somebody told me yesterday, we were talking about this, and they had this overwhelming sensation. They wanted to say, Gene Wilder wanted to say something to me through this person, which was his profound unconditional love for our friend Charles Grodin. And when she said this, told me this, she said she could see Gilda hopping up and down behind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so describe that, whatever that is, what are you getting? Well, I was just getting Gilda there, they're outside and she's drinking tea and they're laughing. They're having so much fun, you know? And I, then I just got Belushi. Like, they're, like they have fun with what they're doing, helping people and ins inspiring them to be more creative, but they can't, people are too shut off, they said. You mean they're trying to inspire people back here to be more creative. And what you're doing is you're opening people's minds. 
to the possibility. Hopefully. Hopefully. But, um, okay. But That's that, lovely. So hearing his voice, do you know how he talked in the movie even? Uh, yeah, no, he was very soft-spoken, very calm. Eyes like literally sparkled, you know. Oh my God, yeah, those blue eyes. Oh my and God. I must tell you, when I had dinner with him, I thought, is this real? Is he acting like this really calm person? No, he was just like, he just had so much love. I, he was amazing. I remember he was wearing really white socks. And my question to him was, are those new? I mean, I'd never seen anybody with any, any he didn't wear shoes wherever we were. And it was like the socks were so thick. And white, and he he must have done ten minutes on his socks. The yeah, his socks and like. his, his socks and his underwear. I always knew. Really? Oh, I didn't know about the underwear. Now, for those listening, there's a verifiable detail from the flip side. You can look it up. I don't know the answer. Did Gene Wilder always wear yeah. fresh new underwear? Gene just told us that himself. Okay. All right. Proof of concept. So, Gene, I know you really don't think that uh, what's-his-face Elon should give away your house. I know you don't care about that. But let's just say something to Elon and his uh, wife, his girlfriend who just had their baby. Because she's now, it's a Mother's Day. So, Gene Wilder and Gilda, anything you want to say to Elon Musk or Stephen Hawking? They're laughing. They kind of say, "Don't listen to Elon." <laughs> I think he's really bad. Um, Wait, say that again. What does that mean? Don't listen to Leah Ellen. I don't know. Elon did something. I think that made her mad. I don't know. I I have no idea. Made who mad? Jean? Uh, no. What's her name? Grimes, his girlfriend. Grimes. Yeah, it's baby mom. What do you call that? I don't know. In France, they have a word for it. They would say Madame Musk. It means the mother of his child. So, Madame Musk. This is a different child for sure, is what they're saying. Hold on. You mean he chose... So, his... much, like his wife, so much like his girlfriend. Okay. Now, it's interesting because his name, which is a little bit controversial, it's a lovely name. But... I have no Okay, it's um, it's the letter X and then the letter AE together, and then it's uh, a, a number like a rocket ship. It's a very cool name, but his but Madame Musk Grimes is her Canadian singer name. She said it was Elvin E L V E N Elvin A E was Elvin for like intelligence and wisdom something like that. So she was kind of saying, this is a child of consciousness. Now, Elon tweeted something the other day, this is the end of consciousness, or we've come to the end of consciousness. I don't know what he meant by it. It doesn't matter. But the word consciousness caught my attention because, you know, this is what we're talking about. How does consciousness continue on and how do we access it like we do every week? So here we are accessing Gene Wilder's consciousness, which is still existent, and Gilda's, et cetera, et cetera. And I happen to notice that Grimes really does look like, and not looks or, you know, silly, but like an elf. Looks like Gene Wilder. Okay, well, I don't know. But she's kind of elfish. Let's put it that way. The way we're shaped, 
very unusual, beautiful, you know, gorgeous. extraordinarily gorgeous, but almost like you would see her in um, the New Zealand movie, you know. Okay. Elvish. Yes. Yes. What's it called? I don't know, but she's. She <laughs> Isn't is. Isn't that funny? All I know is that she's a singer. But what I'm getting though with Elon and with her, um, it's just so different. That's what he loves and he craves. It's such a different relationship for him. But when you said what caught my attention is when you said that he, did you say that he said the consciousness was over? Something like that. I should look it up. I shouldn't misquote him. What that means to me is that we're just in the matrix. You don't have to think of it as consciousness. It just yeah. is. I think that's what he meant. He was talking about artificial intelligence. Oh, got it. Okay. Of course. But whatever. I don't want to misquote the guy. Um, but anyway, I guess the question was, I guess the question is to his, and this is a weird question, but why did this um, son I think, choose him? I think they're going to keep the house for a while. Okay. They might not. It almost feels like it could be like, like, you know, Salvador Dali's museum. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be nice. Well, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. It fe I felt to me when he said that, I thought, he must have been really moved by that movie, and he must have been moved by Gene Wilder to purchase that house. So, Gene, is that accurate? Are you yes. influencing Elon? Yes. He says no one can influence Elon. <laughs> he has his own. <laughs> he has his own. His own world. His own world. Okay, very good. Well, Mazel Tov. You know, you want to say congratulations. It's always a miracle for a child to choose their parents, as we've learned. We've, in all these discussions, we learned this idea that we choose to come here. And the simple way to learn if that's the case is to ask your children up to about the age of eight, did we choose you or did you choose us? And like I've done this so many times and about half of them, the parents come back and say, you're not gonna believe what my kid said. You know. You were the mom in my last life, and now you know you're the dad in this life, or etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Right. Because they have no filter. Nobody's yeah. telling them what not to say. So like, that would be a question. I asked my son, I'm like, was I your mom then? And he just started laughing. He goes, <laughs> Oh no, you drank beer and you were her friend, and I didn't like you. <laughs> wow. He went um, Every time I drink beer, he would lose his noodle. Like I could drink wine, champagne, but when I would drink beer, and finally I just had it. I'm like, what's wrong with beer? Like an occasional drink, he just, I'm like, I don't even like it enough, but I'm just curious of why you're so upset. He goes, just drink beer, it's gonna be the end of you. And I'm like, I'm gonna wow. just be okay with that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that would be something to work out or to figure out. Right. Well, you know, I've done it enough to find that that people do say really unusual things about. That was when he was really young, but he would cry over it. He couldn't believe it would ruin the whole day. And I was just like, we're having, you know, whatever. It was just chill. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, my son announced that he was a monk in Nepal and, you know, he was two and, and then he went on to prove it and he's been proving it ever since. It's very unusual, but I won't get into it. We <laughs> yeah. won't go down that road. It's Mother's Day. Anthony's like, it's my son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. You probably know him in a previous life. Anthony's and and like, he's just like, he's mine. 
Your mom. Um, sure. Mom, my mom has taught him how to play piano on the other side because suddenly one day he sat down and played like a concert piece. I couldn't believe it. Said that um, she has not scared the cat recently either. <laughs> what Jennifer is referring to is the cat was on my chest and suddenly leaped up like a cartoon. And as she went by my face, just ripped off the side of my face. And I asked Jennifer, what was that about? And Jennifer said, she saw your mother walking through the apartment and she was just walking by and the cat freaked because it was like, you know, human, <laughs> it's not here anyway. And um, so thanks mom, don't scare the cat. Okay, we appreciate that. All right, so just in terms of moms and Mother's Day and Luana um, and this birthday contest, what do you think about that, Lou? Let me ask you, what do you think the question should be? So we'll talk about the questions later. Okay. Or I'll see what comes in. Cause, but I'll also, for anybody that reads any of, your, any of our books, they'll get thrown into a contest to have a reading with me. Oh. An hour what, you nuts? You crazy? Oh, that's really sweet. Okay. Oh. All right. So, so I'll design that as well. Something sure. like love to offer free reading for Mother's Day for anyone that's lost their mother wow. who does this, who does, or someone like their mom. That All right. Be. I'll put that out on, on uh, Saturday night. I'll put it on a Saturday. Um, but in terms of getting, oh, you mean if they win the contest? If they win the contest, then I give them a reading on They get Sunday. a free reading. On Sunday. On Mother's Day. It's funny. It's almost like, um, what's that puzzle? Like a, a, a something hunt, you know, like a, Treasure you know, when, when you go looking for things in the neighborhood and the, everybody goes looking for it and then they find all the things and then they bring it back and they win the prize. <laughs> I forget. I always forget the name of that thing. But anyway, it's a little bit like that. We're asking people questions. Scavenger, Scavenger hunt. Scavenger hunt. Thank you. But we're asking people answers to questions that only Luana knows. You can't look them up online. No, you can't. But you'll and, have some reference. Yeah, some of them are questions that I know, but nobody else does, you see. So I know the answer, and I've never written them. So it's a little bit of scavenger hunt. And of course, if nobody gets all the answers, well, you know, we'll still have a winner, and we'll still figure it out. You know, whatever, five yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? People should contact you anyway if they want to talk to their mother. I know, right? but I'd love to offer this to someone that is, you know, that misses their mom on Mother's Day. I always, I would love to do that. So, That's too sweet. Why not? That's lovely. Yeah, no, I totally, if I could do it, I'd be swamped, but I can't. I can't. Talk so I reminded my husband today that it's Mother's Day on Sunday. And he goes, oh, oh. Usually he has a reminder. His <laughs> here but she of course because of travel restriction she can't be here and she comes for Blakey's birthday slash Luana's birthday right yeah um so I just told him I said all I want to do is be able to give some readings on Mother's Day to people that don't have their moms That's I sweet. have my mom you have your mom and he's like is this a trick well how should how should we do that we have them go to your website and Put something together that I'll post on my website as yeah, well. Yeah, and then they can follow that link, and then you'll know that they're specifically 
reacting to re listening to this or somehow being connected to this. How long yeah. do I have you for? Um, I have to get going. In? In like less than four minutes. Four minutes. All right. Very quickly. Lottery numbers for Friday. They, no, I'm kidding. Lou, anything else you want to say, my dearest one? Anybody pissed they weren't able to talk besides Paxton? Hold on a second. Is your cat having any difficulties? What? Is your cat okay? She's meowing in the hallway. I didn't know that. Okay, because Luana's like playing with her, so it was funny. I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm like, is she okay? Is she going up there? Yeah, no, she's okay. She's just, she wants to get in from one room to the next. I can hear oh, her like, okay. you know, in the next part of the house. I can't hear her, so. Yeah, uh, you know. Um, hold on. She thinks it's a great idea for the question. Cool. cool. The proof well, I've had an, go ahead. The proof of concept is proof amazing. Proof of concept. I've had enough strangers reach out to me and say, in fact, just the other day, I was talking to a woman who had a dream about Loana. Yeah. And it was at the end of an interview, which I'm going to post on our website, but it was an interview with this woman who does a, you know, she's a hypnotherapist. She said, well, I had a dream about your friend Loana. I said, okay. She said, I was on the back lot of Universal and I was dressed in the movie, or no, Loana was dressed in the movie Sweet Charity. She was leading a marching band and doing that, you know, thing with the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She said, I have no idea what that means. Let's ask Lou real quickly. What did that mean? I told her what I thought it meant, but what do you, what do you, what was that about, Lou? Did you plant that dream in her head? Um, yeah. Leading a marching band. Well, here's what I said. She's trying to tell you that you're leading your own band and you're out in front of everybody else and just do the thing that you were put on the planet to do. Be proud of who you are and what you want to be. And that was a message that Luana had often to women who were afraid to lead. Right. You is that what, correct, Lou? That is correct. But she also showed me the movie with, uh, I think it's Quentin Tarantino's movie with Brad um, Brad and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Because she's showing me that movie theater that they were at. Oh, at the Bruin in Westwood. Yeah. What makes you show her that? I don't know. Hold on. Well, let's ask her. She was there. There was something about her experience there. Okay. Uh, well, Sharon Tate is in that scene. And Sharon Tate, the, the actress playing Sharon Tate, is watching Sharon Tate on the movie. Yeah. They're friends. They're friends. Yeah, and Luana was invited to that house that They're night. They're friends. Okay, so. So she and Sharon are friends. Yeah, yeah. Okay. On. Well, that's a whole other kettle of fish, which we will open up next week on our next podcast. You know, anybody who wants to come and talk to us is allowed to talk to us. But Luana, you're the person who has to let them in. Okay? <laughs> she goes, I try. <laughs> like Paxton elbowing his way in here. That was the funniest thing ever, her doing that to him. That was very She's adorable. Um, another, another real quick thing about a contest possibly could be um, their experience with their, like just writing about their experience of their connection to their parents or their connection to, or something that came in or a dream that Yeah, came whatever in. came through. Yeah. Whatever. Not necessarily about Luan, like it could be um, 
I see what you're saying. It's not just the answers, get the answers correct. It's what, what was your experience? You imagined this, and instead of Loana coming through, your Aunt Betty came through and she said. Right, and I, the reason why I don't want to know about it is because if I read them, if I need you to choose them or whatever. Oh, I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'll say it. Then I'll, I'll figure that out. Okay. I'll figure that out. That's all. Yeah. They, they reminded me, like, you can't know this. I'm like, yeah, you're right. No, <laughs> no. I no. won't tell anybody. And like I say, this came to me about two or three nights ago and I was having a conversation with Alana and it was like, what do you think of this idea? And she was like, yeah, that's a great idea. And here's the questions you'll ask. Also, don't forget to tell your wife from Auntie how much she loves her. Oh, don't tell Sherry how much Auntie loves her. I will, I'm very good. And of okay. course I was out today buying groceries and um, I forgot <laughs> to buy that other stuff I gotta buy. All right, but thanks for reminding me, Luana and yes. Jennifer. And for anybody else that's out there that, like I could have just tried to see if my husband would remember Mother's Day, but the <laughs> no. first time- Don't do that. The first year that my son, after I had my son in November, Mother's Day came around and on Mother's Day, I'm like, so did you get me anything? He's like, well, you're not my mom. <laughs> my mouth dropped. Yeah. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. baby. You yeah, you know, uh, like Anthony coming through. I'm her little boy. What can I say? Something I didn't know. I'm like, oh, because Jack can just go to the store at that age. I'm like, can you He's just go? So Fred is so lucky to have you. You're the greatest mom <laughs> ever. So this time I said to him, I'm like, it's Mother's Day on Sunday, and my request was to work and he thought it was a trick. And he's like, what is it that you want? I'm like, no dishes. <laughs> and he said something He said something else that was so funny. I'm like, I was actually just gonna see if you would remember, which I knew you wouldn't. But then I just don't wanna waste time getting mad at you anymore. Like, oh, that's too funny. You could have said, you're not my mother again, like you did the first year. <laughs> you're not my mother. It's like, it's like Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> you're not my mother. All right. right. Happy Mother's Day to everybody out there. We love you. Happy Luana's birthday. Happy Blake's birthday. Happy, happy, happy. Love Wash you. your hands. Yes, lots of much. <laughs> love, love. Bye. Okay, there we go. All right, I'm going to...